You're listening to Hey guys, welcome back to First of All, a real unfiltered conversation on career, family, relationships, and all things modern culture. Thank you so much for tuning in this week for this week's episode. I hope you're doing great and fabulously wherever you are and whenever you're listening to this. Um... I'm really excited for this week's episode. Last week, we had Regina Fang from Perfectly Imperfect Podcast to talk about body positivity and to talk about all the feelings, thoughts, um, emotions, trauma, and processes involved with our self-image, our insecurities, and everything related to that. It was such a rich, rich discussion. And thank you so much to Regina for coming out for that. This week, uh, I have my friend Josh Hahn in the house uh, as my featured guest to talk about our physical bodies. Josh is an actor and a stuntman. He's one of my dear friends. And to me, I'd always known him to be like the picture of perfect health. He's athletic. He's tall. He's handsome. He's a stuntman, for God's sake. Like, I just never knew that he was actually dealing with an autoimmune disease and um, recently went through some health issues that I wanted him to come talk with me about and walk me through what happened so that we could discuss what happens when our bodies break down because the physical body is an important part of life, obviously. And uh, now that we've talked about kind of the psychological, spiritual, emotional part of our bodies, it's now time to talk about the physical. So uh, Josh is amazing. Uh, We don't get to go too much into like the backstory of like how we know each other and everything, but he's an amazing person. I hope you guys check out his channels and get to know him better. And I want to thank him for being so open and so vulnerable about all his um, health issues and everything he's been learning from that experience. And hopefully it will give us some insight into how we can better take care of our bodies. Because if you are under 30 and you're listening to this and you're healthy and you're like enjoying the robust youth and all of that, amazing. I'm happy. I want you to keep it that way. But just letting you know, after 30, it might uh, start breaking down a little bit. And anybody over 30, you feel me. So uh, yeah, this is my episode with Josh Hahn on how to take care of our bodies And also, really quick, thank you to everybody who's been buying my First of All merch. I hope you guys are enjoying your stickers. It's such an honor to, I don't know, give you guys something, a little piece of me and share that with you. And yeah, hit me up on at First of All Pod on Instagram, DM me, or email me at firstofallpod at gmail.com if you'd like to get yours. But without further ado, here's my episode with Josh Hahn. Enjoy! I'm tired of a treaty. All right. How's it going? It's good. Good. Life is good. Life is good. Life is good. I, I love to hear that <laughs> because, from what you told me, it's been a little rough. It's been a little crazy. Yeah, yeah. But ultimately, life is good. I'm thankful. I'm blessed. Um, yeah, man. Good. I'm glad yeah. you're feeling good right now. Thank you. Was dinner good? <laughs> dinner was great. Dinner <laughs> was like, good. Thank you. I cook, you guys. <laughs> this is how I lure my guests in. <laughs> dinner was amazing. Minji, you're an amazing cook. Thank oh my you gosh. so much. And these gummy bears, gummy worms. Yes, because we're all about the healthier. Fire, man. <laughs> 
got to offset. Can't be too healthy. You got to like. We have lots of vegetables and fiber. Vitamin A from the soup. All right, right. Also, I'm working on being a better cook, so I just need a little affirmation as well. Butternut squash is really good. Mm-hmm. Kudos it's to you. It's a revelation. Yeah. yeah. Um, well, I'm glad that we're starting off or we're spending this evening having a healthy dinner yes. and feeling blessed because I, you know, I got to kind of catch up with you. Yeah. Like you've been busy. Yeah. You've been out of town. A little and bit. then I found out on top of all that. Which is like the actual meat of like what you've been going through. Yeah. Like you've been physically going through yeah, some, hell. Some bullshit. Yeah. <laughs> some autoimmune so as the, bullshit. Yeah. Autoimmune, <laughs> as blessed as we are, and we are very grateful to be alive and have air in our lungs, all of that. Mm-hmm. Can we unpack that for a little bit? Like, yeah, I want to. Sure. What happened? Sure. Uh, so, a little backstory. Um, Back in college, uh-huh. I was doing Army ROTC, and I was actually going to what? go forward and sign a contract and go the Army way. Okay. But they were like, something's going on with your medical. So I was like, all right, what's happening? And they asked me to – basically, they're just peeing in a cup. So I had to pee in the cup again, and they're like, okay, your protein levels are kind of funny. How so, You're how old? This is 2006, so I'm like 20 – or 21 or something like that. Okay. Yeah. So, and again, I don't know how long I've had it before then. Uh-huh. But, so, I, I go into the hospital at the University of Illinois, and, you know, they're like, we need to do a biopsy. So, I said, what's a biopsy? And then they explained that we just, we do local anesthesia on your kidney, and we just take a little bit of tissue just to run some tests. Mm. So, I'm like, fine. So, they did it. Really weird feeling where, you know, you can feel like the pressure of the needle and then you can feel this weird pinching sensation of Ugh. them like taking the, the tissue. Um, I'll never forget that. a piece of you. Yeah, literally. They're removing a portion of you <laughs> for to yeah. test it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So then they did the test. They came back that I have this autoimmune disease called IgA nephropathy. And that's like the skin. Why? I, I don't know. I mean, I'm a health nerd, but why can't you just, know. is there a way anyway? Yeah. So back then they're like, Oh, we don't know why this happens mm-hmm. and we don't have a cure. Mm-hmm. We just know that this happens. Like there's, there's uh, abnormal amounts of protein in your urine because your kidney isn't filtering it. Right. So I'm like, all right, well what happens next? And then, they're just going to put me on some medication, taking fish oil. Um, and then they're like, it's just kind of a gradual thing. Um, so you're like, it's, just, it's going to get worse. Yeah, though, Sometimes they're like, sometimes it doesn't get worse. Mm. Sometimes it's just gradual. Mm. So I didn't really think much of it. And I'm also thinking, well, I don't really feel anything bad. So, you know, fast forward to now, you know, I've, I've seen a couple different nephrologists in Maryland and I saw one in L.A. You're from Maryland, just sidebar. Just, yeah. Side, side. Did we say my name? Well, I did your intro, <laughs> but we just dove into your story. So I'm just like adding okay. little tidbits. Yeah, just going. sure, sure. Yeah. Um, and nephrologists, for those of you who don't know, are those who are doctors that specialize in kidneys. Yes, yeah. yes. So, um, you know, and I've done my physical within the last like few years. I've done it like every year. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they were always like, yeah, your protein level is a little high. And they would only talk about that. So I'm like, yeah, I know. Um, taking fish oil for it. But 
it's just one of those things I got IG and nephropathy. It's like, okay, okay, you should see a nephrologist. And I just kind of put it off because I'm thinking, well, it hasn't gotten worse, so it's fine. And are you defining that by the fact that you don't feel terrible? You're just saying yeah. like... Yeah, I don't feel terrible. I um, feel healthy, therefore I don't yeah, think anything's wrong. Yeah, and also with, with the blood work that I'm doing and like the urinalysis, mm-hmm. my protein levels were... My, my doctors weren't like, you need to see one immediately. They mm-hmm. were never... They were just like, yeah... Yeah, just keep an eye on it. Keep an eye on it. Talk to a nephrologist, and I'm just like, eh, okay, you know, I'll do that. Um, so I didn't really take it that seriously. Mm. Uh, and then fast forward, uh, like maybe until 2016 or maybe 2015, I've noticed that my blood pressure was going up. How does one know that? I don't. Well, I don't know if I have blood pressure issues. See, this is the issue. Yeah, we'll talk about that. But I don't know if I have that really in my family. Yeah, it is not our health and our well, history is not something I know, or I don't think they even know. Yeah, yeah. So it's like your, your dad doesn't have it. Like a lot of Korean people have. See, I would assume that just from yeah. our rage and yeah, you know yeah. general it's health just issues. Genetics, dude. Yeah. <laughs> How does one feel? How do you feel it? Do you feel? Well, Maybe no, I do. Have I, blood I, I personally on. never never felt it. Uh huh. Um, but the way I knew about it, obviously, I was I would go to the doctor. Oh, do, the doctor's telling the doctor's me. Doctor's I was telling like, me. Did you have any indication? But then the doctor would be like, "But maybe you look healthy. You feel healthy, right?" And I'm like, "Yeah, yeah." Blood levels would come out fine, mm-hmm. but maybe it's just like white coat syndrome, which is a thing where you know you see a doctor and you get your blood pressure, and then you get really nervous and your blood pressure shoots up. Mm-hmm. So I've had a couple instances where. That happens, and then they're like, we'll, we'll test you out in like maybe five, ten minutes. Just, why don't you just relax? I'm like, all right. I waited, and then blood pressure goes down a little bit, but it was still pretty high. I, I was at like hypertension level, oh. 160 and up, right? Yeah. And then I would bring it down to 140, and they're like, that's, that's fine. Like, it's probably what that is. So, okay. Um, hypertension, hypertension. That's what they're concluding. Yeah, it's just like, or, or, or it's just, this white coat syndrome. They didn't even think I had high blood pressure, but they were like, maybe it's just, it's just, you're just getting nervous, mm-hmm. you know, but you should buy a blood pressure cuff, which I did and just kind of closely monitor it. Um, so I did that a few times and I've noticed that it, it just stayed the same, like 160, sometimes even to 170. So I'm like, this is so weird. So I would play around with my diet and try to manipulate it that way. But even still, so I'm just thinking, this is really weird. Maybe maybe I'm just uh, a one-off case um, where I just have high blood pressure and I'm totally fine. And at this point, I'm working out hard. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm staying like physically active. So then fast forward to literally three months ago, four months ago, uh, I was thinking, ah, before my Armenia project, I'm going to get my physical mm-hmm. and then do my blood work and all that stuff. So I did, did the blood work and then I get the results and my doctor was like, Oh man. And I said, what's wrong? Well, was, so you want to hear from me? Yeah. Doctor, yeah. Oh, man, he goes, he goes, bro. did, did they call you about these results? I was like, no one called me. He goes, we need to, we need to get you into the ER. I said, why? He goes, you're, your creatinine levels are pretty high. Creatinine is a type of protein, right? 
I don't know if it's a type of protein, but I do know creatinine is a waste product that okay, should be peed out. Okay. So the indication is if your creatinine levels are high mm-hmm. above the normal amount, which is one, it's, the normal amount is is 0.8 to 1.2 or 1.3 or something like that. Mm-hmm. Mine was at like a four point something. Okay. So they were like... Quadruple. Yeah. yeah. They were like, it, 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 this is telling us that your kidneys aren't functioning right. Mm. And then also my kidney filtration rate... The it's called a EGFR, glomerular filtration rate or something like that. The glomerular glomerular. I can't. Yeah, say. yeah, yeah, yeah. Those yeah. are the they're the bundles that exist in your kidney, and they are the filtration system for the fluids that go through your body. Perfect. Yeah, this is the health nerd. <laughs> yes, I'm like, yes, yes, perfect. So, so your liver and your kidneys are the things that detox your body. You yeah. need your liver and your kidneys yeah. to like function properly in order to detoxify your. Everything that goes through you. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So they're looking at these numbers and like, it's it's a little alarming. And he's like, you need to go to the ER. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, right now, like today? He said, yeah, we need to get you in so we can run some tests. I'm like, I can't, doc. I'm going to Armenia tomorrow. I have a pretty big opportunity, a pretty big project. You're going to act in a project in Armenia yeah. for how long? So I was go- I'm in Armenia for two months from <laughs> the end of July to the like to like mid September, um, possibly the worst place to go if you have this type of shit. But I was like, "Fuck it, man! I gotta go do this thing because I never know." This is my life purpose. Yeah, yeah. I'm an artist. So then, you know, the doctor called. It was funny. I used Heal, my old company, and then Renee, who's also the chief medical officer, she is also a nephrologist. So we had a conversation with her. I told her what's up, and she's like, "Well, it's it's not something where it's like you're gonna." drop dead but i would i'd much rather have you like not go but if when you come back give me a call blah 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 so i went did the project um mind you this was like an active project i didn't even know first of all thanks for the update josh like well i just need to follow your instagram more (laughs) but i found out when you were already there for a while this is my bad. I'm a bad friend. I wasn't on. That's uh, okay. I didn't really tell. Story game. <laughs> but that's how I found out you were like, and I was like, are you at an Armenian restaurant or are you actually in the country? Like I was trying to piece it together yeah, from yeah. your story. So you had this like major project and I found out because I freaking Instagram messaged you. Yeah. Yeah. I was so- like, what are you doing there? <laughs> so that's like a, that's a huge endeavor to like, you're not just visiting another country. No. You're doing like stunts and like you're playing, what was your we, character? So we, I was playing. It's my first series lead. Yes, you are. Yeah, yes. yeah, yeah, yeah. And then uh, it's, it's. We shot thirteen episodes in two months, and we were working like our days were like twelve to fifteen hour days. Yeah, five days a week. And it's like an action series. Like you're- it's 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 a it's considered daytime running programming. Okay, but there is some action. My character actually had a lot of stuff where it was physically demanding. Yeah. Um. So I had no idea. So you're there in I'm, a foreign I'm country there, yeah. working 15-hour days yeah. doing stunt type stuff. That's, that's, that's your jam. You're very like active and great at it. It's awesome. But your body... So, yeah, during that time, I am just scouring the internet. I'm just trying to read more about this fucking... <laughs> This autoimmune thing, uh, think, l- looking more stuff, uh, you know, more information about fasting and this and that and what I can do holistically. Mm-hmm. Um, but the thing that I re- that I learned that just messed me up was 
the IgA nephropathy mm-hmm. will increase your blood pressure, right? Mm-hmm. Will then damage your kidneys even more. Mm-hmm. It's a vicious cycle. Yeah. And I'm like, fuck, dude. I feel like if my if the original doctor told me this, we would be a little bit more on top of it. Yeah. Even the doctor in so there were I saw three nephrologists and no one said like, oh yeah. By the way, if your blood pressure goes up, you need to come into the doctors, mm-hmm. or you need to watch out if your blood pressure is increasing. Right. Right. Because this could mean that this is worsening. It's gonna I, make this worse. So I had, I had no idea. So. I'm just thinking, like, once I read about that, I'm like, oh, God, like, my, my blood pressure has been hypertension level for the last few years, mm. and this is damaging my kidneys. So, goddamn, you know? <laughs> yeah. And I'm, 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 I have that in the back of my mind. And then working on this project in Armenia was, was, was awesome. Mm-hmm. It was great. It was also really stressful because they're literally rewriting the show doing rewrites as the shooting is going. Mm-hmm. So we get the scripts either the night before mm-hmm. or the day of, and we're shooting 15 to 30 pages a day. Yeah. It's crazy. Yeah. Usually it's about like eight pages, maybe even less than that. Mm-hmm. If this was SAG, but this was a non-union gig. Um, Just throwing out like industry terminology. Yeah, yeah, you know, you know. <laughs> but... Um, the experience was great. It was living the dream. Or I was living the dream. But yeah, on top of that, it's like I'm I'm thinking about this kidney thing. So when I come back, um, I hit up a, a, a doctor friend of mine. So he used to work at Heal, Dr. Toll. Great doctor. Um, told him what's going on. Told him the situation. We ran tests again. And then um, the tests come back more or less the same. Mm. And I get a phone call from him. Uh, like <laughs> he called me Monday on October 6th or something like that. I don't know if that was a Monday or not, but he called me like at 3 p.m. And he's like, Hey, we talked to Dr. Lakdwala, who's my nephrologist, and he said, We think we should get you into the ER to get you admitted to run some tests. <laughs> at this time, I'm at home, and I said, Right now? <laughs> and he goes, No, right now, you can like, wait till traffic dies. Um, and I was like, what about if I go between 11 o'clock, 10 o'clock? Cause I had a date. <laughs> Priorities, man. I had a date and, and I asked him, is this, is this a dire thing? Like, like, is this like life or death right now? And he's like, no, it's not. I'm like, all right, cool. And then in the back of my mind, I'm thinking if this was life or death, I would much rather die having met someone cool than to just die in the fucking room in the, in the that's ER. A very, uh, that's a very poetic way of looking at it. Yeah. Myself, <laughs> I'd be like, you're not important. My body's important. I need to go heal. You take care. Hope you find. Hope you match with someone great. Peace be with you. Goodbye. Yeah. So I'm just saying. That's <laughs> so, yeah, we get, I went on the date. Day was good, and then after the date, went home, changed, went to the it ER. To the- <laughs> <laughs> Did she have any awareness that this was happening? No, no. Okay, so I go to the ER, get checked this in. First date. First date. Yeah, first date. The second. Yeah, maybe not mention. Like, here's a little sidetrack. Be- the second date was the next day because I told her, 
I was like, hey, you wouldn't guess what happened. <laughs> like, it's like, oh, my God, surprise. Oh, I'm in the hospital it. right now. And then she was like, oh, shit. Like, you want me to come visit you? I was like, sure. So she came. We have lunch. Oh. And I'm walking. Apparently, I wasn't supposed to leave the hospital grounds, but I left the hospital grounds. I had my IV. Joshua. <laughs> we went to lunch. But anyways. Oh, and anyways, oh. anyways, so we, we go into the hospital. Uh, I, I get my... Uh, let's see here. On Tuesday afternoon, got in for my kidney biopsy. So I had to get another kidney biopsy. Um, same shit, local anesthesia. They took three little pieces of tissue. Um, everything went well, except for the fact that they were like, hey, uh, something happened. Uh, your kidneys are still bleeding. So we're going to have to put you under. And we're going to have to cauterize it. I forgot what it was called. Em- emulization or something, mm-hmm, like, something mm-hmm. like that. I don't really know. But, yeah. So, they, we have to stop the bleeding. And I'm like, okay. Yeah, do, do. Please, please stop the bleeding. <laughs> uh, and he goes, well, there's two options. It's like, if we go in there and if it continues to bleed, we will, we will stop it. Mm-hmm. The danger part of that is that this could potentially damage your kidneys even more. Yeah. If the kidneys have stopped bleeding... We're going to leave it alone. Okay. Cool. They put me under. First time under anesthesia was freaking wild. Um, I just Did you re- see unicorns? No, no. I I just remember they gave me the oxygen mask and tell me to take some deep breaths. And then I noticed like my vision getting weird. And I looked back at the guy and I was like, did, did you administer the anesthesia? He, neither, he was like, yep. And then, All jolly. Yeah. And I, I looked around. I was like, Oh, whoa. And then it just like shut down. Went dark. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then I came to, and then the first thing I asked was like, did you guys have to cauterize it? Literally the first thing I asked. And then they were like, no, no, it stopped on its own. I'm like, thank God. So they wheeled me out. I'm on bed rest. I'm just chilling. Um, I'm just on a little bit of pain medication because of my, like, my back is sore from laying down for so long. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then they put me back into the room and I'm just on bed rest and like, I get up slowly to go pee and I couldn't pee. Hmm. So this is complication number two. Yeah. So I'm like, Oh fuck. So I go to the nurse and I said, Hey guys, I'm trying to pee right now, but I can't. And they go, Oh, it's probably the anesthesia because there's a little muscle in the anesthesia or uh, the little muscle underneath the bladder that helps, you know, helps you release. But with the anesthesia, there's like this element to it that paralyzes your muscles. You can't you can't um, volunteer that muscle yeah. when you want to. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You so can't control it. They're like fun have, times. We have to get a catheter. And if you guys don't know what a catheter is, I don't know, Josh. Well, it's a tube that they stick up your pee hole all the way up to your bladder. Um, <laughs> And they don't numb you or anything. It's just they put the iodine, three swipes of iodine, lube it up, and shove it in. Is everyone really happy that yeah. they started this podcast yeah. episode? <laughs> Please don't eat dinner or don't listen to it while you're eating dinner. <laughs> I'll put that um, in the description. But, so, oh. so, so they do that. Um, everything's working fine from that. You know, it's draining out. We see that there's some blood in my urine. And so I'm just like chilling with this catheter. For about 24 hours, mm. um, making sure that there's no no blood and it clears out. 
So when you get to like Thursday night, it clears out. They take out the catheter. I'm able to pee just fine. And I got discharged sat- or Friday night. Mm. So Friday night, the orders were just go home, no heavy lifting, chill. Just, you know, relax. You're a little anemic because you lost some blood. But um, your blood levels are, they look like they're they're normalizing. Perfect. And then with the medication we gave you uh, to to stabilize your blood pressure, blood pressure mm-hmm. uh it's working mm. i'm like great mm. so i go home friday night saturday i'm peeing like a champ everything's fine i'm just a little tired and then sunday i wake up i feel really good i pee everything's cool i take lola for a walk your dog it's sunny yeah you got i got a dog guys her name is lola she is like a terrier mix and she's, she's a beautiful. brindle Brindle doggy. She's beautiful. Um, so yeah, Sunday and it's it's beautiful outside. So I'm I'm feeling great. I'm like, oh, this is good. Um, and I'm doing like a couple like just like some light stretching work here or there. Then I go to church, and then I get out of church, and I go to the bathroom, and I fucking pee blood. I love you say like I went to church and then I'm fucking peeing blood. <laughs> yeah, dude. Uh, <laughs> Jesus is listening. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I I didn't know you went to church. Like yeah. we'll talk about that later. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So so that happens, and I'm thinking, damn, dude. All right, maybe I should drink some water to help flush this out. So here comes date number three because <laughs> she lives downtown, and I'm this like, I'm like, yo, I'm downtown. Yeah. Want to grab lunch. So we grab lunch. Before I go to the yeah, ER yeah, again. Yeah. And then lunch was great. I'm like, all right, cool. Got to go home. And then I remember I had to take a phone call with this director for the short that we just finished shooting. But I remember, yeah, I come home, try to drink some more water, try to pee again, and nothing happens. I'm like, fuck. I got to go back to the ER. So I drove back to the ER, back to Cedar sinai At this point, every minute, the pressure in my bladder is building up Mm -hmm. so i go to the er and i said hey guys my name is josh han this is my information i was just here on friday i need i need a catheter right now yeah like like i can't pee the the pressure is building up it's like please she's like we're gonna have to okay we'll get you in there as soon as we can i'm like what's the wait period she's like you know like 45 minutes i'm like 45 minutes i'm like okay fine uh see they take my information um I'm just waiting in the fucking wait, waiting room. And this lady texts me in, gets me into my bed, and I'm waiting some more. And at this point, I can't sit. I can't lay down because that causes my pressure to just it, – it hurts so much. So I, they're, they're, I'm seated in, seated in a way where I'm not really putting a lot of pressure on my bladder. I'm basically kind of holding myself up with, you know, with my arms like hovering. Oh, that's a workout. Yeah, it, it is. It was a, it was I've a good workout. Yeah, a, yeah, yeah. Um, body weight workouts. <laughs> so, you know, knocking two birds out with one stone. <laughs> Getting uh, toned. So, I, and I talked to the nurse. I was like, nurse, can, can we please get a catheter? Because this pressure is, is really bad. And she's like, oh my God, I can't really do anything without doctor's orders, but let me go talk to him. I was like, please, please talk to him right now. <laughs> so, she talks to him. She brings over a catheter. And then... Uh, we get going. So she puts it in, uh, and nothing comes out. And I said, what the, f-? I said, what's going on? And she's like, oh man, like there was like a little bit of blood coming out, but not a lot. And she said, I think we need to get a bigger catheter. 
So I was like, fuck, okay. And then the sensation of the catheter going in and out. Taking the catheter out is just as bad as it going in. Mm -hmm. You know? And this thing is like maybe longer than a foot. I don't know. It's long. And they're they're like going all the way in. (gasps) Sorry, guys. This is really graphic. Um, So... The second time, same shit. It's a little bit wider and it's fucking going in. Nothing's happening. And I'm like, what's, why? Why is this happening? I'm weeping at this point. I said, any nurse, no, last week the urologist did this irrigation method where they took this syringe, this giant syringe bottle, they, they plugged it in the hole and then they were just kind of pumping it. Pumping my bladder with the saline and pushing and like pulling it out uh-huh, just so it creates uh-huh. this, uh, this, 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 uh, whirlpool of fucking saline, you know, this, this filtration thing. She was trying to do it and she wasn't able to do it right. And I didn't want to tell her, but like, no, you have to do it this way because I don't even know, but it looked like she was doing it okay, but I feel like she wasn't, she was putting the tube in the wrong outlet of the hole. I don't know. Anyways, she gets the, neurolo- the the urologist to come through. That takes like another hour. And I'm just sitting there. I'm pale in the face. I'm sweating. I I can't take it. I, I really think my bladder is going to explode like at any moment. Yeah. And I'm just thinking, what the fuck is taking so long? Yeah. Or I feel like I'm just going through like these stages of my life. <laughs> It, I'm just I'm like I'm thankful that I'm not in Armenia. I'm thankful I'm not in the desert right now. Yeah. Thank God I'm here. Yeah. But I just feel like if they don't hurry up, I I will die. Mm-hmm. You know. Mm-hmm. Uh, the pain has. It's, I've never felt anything like it. Mm-hmm. Uh, finally, the the urologist comes in and she gets another tube, a bigger catheter. Okay. And then she does the same thing, takes it out, puts it in, and then she does the irrigation method that. I know very well. Yeah. And it works like a charm. I get instant relief. And I'm just like, God damn. I said, what the fuck? And she she, she goes, I know, I know. Like, it, it, it's this is not as bad as it looks. It's mostly just urine, but there there is some blood. And there is, like, probably blood clots in your bladder. So we're doing this irrigation method, like, over and over. Um, she's got this other bag of saline attached to it so that it's pumping saline into my bladder. And saline while is salt water, basically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. To to basically, you know, uh, dilute the the blood clots and preventing any more blood clots. Mm-hmm. So like, this is happening. Then, then I'm going up to my room. They got me into. Uh, they got me admitted. And luckily, I had a nurse who knew exactly what to do. Yeah. Because she was like, I've seen this. She was in the military. So I've, she's like, I've seen this so many times. So she was working it. She was doing it. And I was like so thankful that she knew what she was doing. Mm. But she was like, we have to get you into the IR, which is the intervention intervention radiology room. That's where they do the surgery. Okay. Um, like We have to get him in like tonight. And she was like making phone calls because she was like, if we keep on doing this, we're causing trauma to the bladder. Ultimately, it's not good. You know, this, this is, is just a, a short term yeah, fix. Yeah, yeah. But I could see like all the blood clots coming out. And I'm like, what the fuck? Like, what happened? That's got to be insane to like literally see an internalized concept because like you hear blood clots. And again, it's it's not something, nothing is anything until you like yeah. see it for yourself. Yeah. Like in real life. Yeah. In front of you. It's insane. Yeah. It's really insane. And I, I just like was just looking at this tube with these chunks of blood coming out. And I'm like, oh my God. 
and I said to the, to the nurse, like, there's a lot in there. It's like, there's a lot of blood clots. And she said, yeah, like, there's probably a lot in there. Um, but we're going to have to keep on doing this so that, like, it, 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 you know, we can get it as clear as possible. In the meantime, they did get me into the IR. Uh, same procedure, same team, same doctor. They went in, um, cauterized everything, came to, uh, and that was it. They're like, everything went well. We fixed everything. And now you're here. Yeah. Now I'm here. I'm peeing like a champ. Everything works well down there, so that's great. <laughs> now you can continue with your dates. No, yeah. But it, it was crazy, though. The the act of peeing, mm-hmm. what a blessing that is, man. You haven't, you don't, this is what I'm saying about all things in life until you don't know what it's like to, until you know what it's like to not have something. Even, even if it, because like afterwards for about three or four days, it stung so badly to pee. Mm-hmm. And also like my bladder, I couldn't hold my pee very long. Mm-hmm. Like if I had to pee, I'm like, I got to go like right now. Okay. Um, cause it was just kind of weakened for, you know, a little bit. Yeah. There was a time where I had to pee. I was driving home. As soon as I got into my garage, I couldn't make it to my bathroom. I just fucking just peed right next to my car. Cause I was like, fuck dude. Holy shit. It was insane. It was really insane. But all is good. <laughs> all is good. I just got to take this blood pressure medication. Um, all you got to do. Uh, but, yeah. Okay, and I wanted, and you had kind of told me the abridged version before, because yeah. you, like, I should have was like, how have you been? And you're like, well. <laughs> and then. <laughs> funny you ask. <laughs> funny you ask. And then you, you called me because you're yeah. like, I can't text this to you. Yeah, and then so yeah. we talked. So I got, like, the, now you like, I get to hear the entire saga of this torturous journey. Um, like, it just sounds terrible. So I, I'm really sorry you went through that. I just need to yeah. say, and I'm happy you're well. Yeah. And then the For reason the why, part, yeah. yeah, I mean, but like now there's stuff to address, right? Yeah. And I, yeah. I, the reason why I was like, well, you and I just need to catch up. And I've, I've been on your podcast and it's great. And like, you're just a great storyteller. You're a great oh, actor. <laughs> and you're my friend. So I was like, I need to have Josh on. But with this specific topic, it's interesting. I had a, my recent episode was with Regina uh, Fang from Perfectly Imperfect. Uh-huh. We're talking about body issues, but it was talking a lot about body issues from like the the psychological standpoint mm. of like your body positivity and not feeling good about yourself, right? A lot of the, right. the feelings and right. like the psychological, emotional. With you, I was like, we need to talk about body issues from the physical because yeah. um, I'm really into that as people are learning through all my nerdy stuff that I talk about. I am fascinated by the human body. Precisely, I'm like... Yeah obsessed with learning more and more about it. Mm-hmm. I think it's a miracle. It's yeah. a, it's the most astounding in a way perfect machine. The the way that our systems and our organs and our functionalities happen without us thinking about it. I 100% agree. We're I think so much auto- automatic. Yeah, yeah, I, I think the way that our bodies have been built mm-hmm. it is the perfect machine. Yeah, yeah, obviously there are some imperfections, but I, I do believe our body is trying to get to that point again. Mm-hmm. So so for so for me, uh, my my diagnosis is after the after the biopsy, mm-hmm. there were two options. It was one they found if they found any more inflammation, uh, they would help. Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. Or if it's if your if my kidneys are already scarred up, mm-hmm. then there's not much we can do. Right. So unfortunately, my kidneys are already scarred up mm. from the blood pressure. Um, so right now, uh, the body's natural way of handling with the, the or or the body's natural kidney function declines over time. Right. So the goal right now for me is to slow down the progression of this autoimmune disease. You may need a transplant. Yeah. So like any way possible. So for me, I cut out the red meat, um, which seemed to have helped. I went in for, uh, to get my blood work done again. And so when I got discharged from the hospital, I was at like a four point something. And then when I went in like a few weeks ago, I'm at like a 3.3. Yay. So that's great. Yay. But yeah, yeah. Data um, <laughs> indicates that yeah. it's progressing in yes, a good direction. Yes, yes. We're going in the right direction, but I think my filtration rate has stayed the same. Mm-hmm. It's between like a 20 or a 30, which basically telling it's like they're, you're operating at like 20 or 30%. Right. Um that's so, I mean, th- this is so interesting because you were like diagnosed or like it, you got a preliminary introduction to this situation when you're in your early 20s, right? Yeah. And I think a vast majority of, you know, a, we are, a lot of us are blessed to be vast majority healthy. And as we're young people mainly, there's a feeling of invincibility and a feeling of like things not being prone to risk of like something yeah. significant or major. That you have to like, but there are a lot of people that do have physical ailments and issues that either they're born with or that they deal with. And I don't know, I don't know culturally, but I don't know a lot of people like sitting around talking about it all the time about what their health issues are or how it progresses or what, you know, something, some of those things can be considered super private. Yeah. You know, I, I think that whole thing being super private um, I don't know how I feel about it because I, I, I was doing that mm-hmm. and it's, I don't know. I think, well, one, yeah, I, I, the fact that I was young and I'm like thinking, oh, this is, I'm just going to live with this IGA thing and I'm just going to be paying out protein. And it's not going to get worse. It's fine. Yeah. But. So you had I the invisibility. Yeah. Attitude. Yeah. That. And I wasn't fine. I wasn't really proactive with my health mm. in that way. Mm-hmm. Um, I wasn't looking at like the indicators Yeah. or I wasn't, I saw them. I just didn't realize what was happening. Yeah. Um, what do you think would have helped you at that time? Do you think, do you think, okay, my question, like, is that attitude so strong that if, would it have taken the doctor being more like urgent about it? More like, yo, Joshua Han, get it together. You need to do da 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 Because if you don't, would those consequences made a difference? I know you have to like I've, transport yourself back, you know, some years. Because I don't know I who really, to get mad I at. Really, Am I mad at you or I really, mad at the doctor? I, see, yeah, I, I really, <laughs> I really wonder if, if they had told me that, okay, if your blood pressure does increase and mm. you can't control it, this is a bad sign. Right. Um, I had I had zero idea that, you know, your blood pressure is partly heavily controlled by your kidneys. Yeah. And that if your blood pressure increases, you're damaging your kidneys. Mm-hmm. Especially with the IgA nephropathy. I, I, had, I had zero idea. Yeah. I don't want to point fingers and blame people. But sometimes I'm just like, it's oh. being petty, but. But I, I hear it's you. It's accountability. I hear, okay, here's yeah, the, you can yeah. easily say the blame thing. But I'm like, you're, their job 
their career and their purpose, supposedly, based on their chosen vocation, is to be of service to your physical machinery. I mean, very, like, wordy about that. (laughs) Their job is to fix you. Like, they, and I would imagine, like, yo, I slash my insurance, if you are, you know, lucky enough to have that, I'm paying you a pretty high rate to help me manage this. Right. One would think in a very idealistic way, like, that means... Give me the best care possible. And that, like, then we can go really big on, like, this medical care system, Mm -hmm. quote unquote, that we have in this country, Mm -hmm. which is garbage. And it is not, again, there's things that I'm very, we're very privileged in this country, too. And Mm -hmm. we're very fortunate, very blessed. But on the flip side, that doesn't mean that there's other things that we, that ought not be addressed. Yeah. Let's be real. You know what I mean? Yeah. It, there's, uh, yeah, it's just your number and it's a quota and there's, there's broken infrastructure, but at the same, people don't talk at the, at the same time, you know, the doctors I was seeing, they were just regular doctors. They weren't, they weren't specialists. They Got weren't it. nephrologists. So they would, they would check my numbers and they would say like, oh, okay, well, your, your everything, everything sounds good. Your heart sounds fine. Um, it's just that there's a little bit of protein in your urine. Mm. So please go see a nephrologist. And I'm just like, I know there's protein in my urine. Whatever, man. So that's not you then. You didn't yeah. think it. No, no, exactly. So it's what I just made a YouTube. I, missed, I just made a video that I'm going to post on the YouTube. Uh, shout out to my friend Jeremy who helped me out. Mm-hmm. Um, but th- I made it because, well, one, it's like being this young and going through something like this. You know, you could feel alone Mm -hmm. because you're like, oh, shit, this is something that usually someone a little bit older gets. Mm -hmm. Um, A buddy of mine in the Bay, he's our age. Mm -hmm. He was a college athlete and he got he had to go to the hospital for his heart. Mm. And I I remember I called him up and I was like, yo, like, I know you're dealing with some shit. Just want to let you know that I'm also dealing with some shit. You're not alone. Yeah. And for him, it was like. His art, one of his arteries was 95% clogged. Well, how and old is he? He's our age. Ooh. And he was going, he was basically having these like mini heart attacks. Oh my gosh. And him and I, I want to say in terms of what we ate was similar. Like we, we didn't eat terrible food. Yeah. But we would try to eat somewhat good food mm-hmm. and we try to be physically active and fit because mm-hmm. he was an athlete in college. Mm-hmm. But it's like we just get dealt shitty, shitty cards. Um, You're genetically predisposed. Yeah, and you yeah. Didn't, so, you didn't know it. I, and I, yeah, I, ultimately, ultimately, if we are to play the blame game, it's my health, my responsibility. Um, Way to take responsibility. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's, it's not too late. Luckily, it, it's I'm 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 very blessed. I'm yeah. very thankful that I I found out because yeah. if I hadn't gotten my physical, I would be eating meat on the regular, walking around with. Probably some worse kidney function than I had three weeks ago or a month ago, and, and maybe it could by the be time you felt late. bad enough to yeah. like go. Yeah. Besides doing the physical and getting tested and getting alerted early, so that they could take care of it preemptively in some fashion. Maybe if you when when at the point that you felt it and you felt terrible enough to be on alert in that way, you might have maybe had complete kidney failure. Exactly. You know, so like it's, it's funny. My the, the nephrologist told me um, with someone that's 
as young as I am, Mm -hmm. that's like physically fit. Mm -hmm. If you are a, if you'll know that you're going to need dialysis, if all of a sudden you're just super tired Mm -hmm. all the time. Mm -hmm. And like, that's when something is not working right. Um, Luckily, I've been feeling great. Um, Going, trying to go like heavy vegan, heavy vegetarian. Mm -hmm. Um, Drinking lots of poricha. Barley tea. Barley tea. It's apparently really good to help you decrease the creatinine level in your blood. I did not know that. Yeah, yeah. I I, I found so much stuff. Like I uh, like when I was in Armenia, I joined this healthcare kidney forum, and this lady who has the same autoimmune disease, mm-hmm. she posted her results from her uh, her her holistic way. So she was saying that she was able to increase the kidney function. By doing a 10-day fast, mm. going vegan. And I'm like, hey, dude, I'm going to try that out. Good for you. Yeah. I, I have nothing to lose except yeah. for some weight. But other than that... Um, I'm like, sign me up. Yeah. yeah no, dude, it's it's crazy, man. It's... But that's, I think that's really amazing that you're being proactive about it. And me, like, blaming you. I'm lovingly because <laughs> you're the homie and I can do that. But I, it's all... Just putting it out there. I love Josh a hundred thousand percent. I just want him to be well. This is the way I love on people is giving them love you too, Mandy. You're great. The ultimate grief. Yeah. And I do the same thing to my dad. And if I want to be fair and like I want level that playing field in terms of like sharing about sickness, my this this I feel like is a really, you know, crazy example of an autoimmune situation that you have. That means yeah. you know, you did not do anything, quote unquote, to prompt this illness to occur. Exactly, exactly. I have ended up in the ER twice because of my own stress. So I'll I'll give two examples. Mm -hmm. One of them happened in college where I was at the tail end of the abusive relationship with Mm -hmm. my ex, Mm -hmm. who's much older, and I had had five years of like just daily emotional, psychological stress slash abuse slash like just, it was the most intense emotional roller coaster ever minus being an artist but like Mm -hmm. that's voluntary but this was well so i was like in that situation i was trying to you know do my best to get out of it and um two things happened one that got me to the er was i developed a quasi ulcer that quasi ulcer what is that it was basically intermittent ulcer pain so when you have an ulcer basically your the lining in your stomach has right. uh, has a very thick lining of mucus because the stomach is where your food is initially broken down mm-hmm. by stomach acid that is the most like it's like worse than lemon it's ultra acidic yeah acid it's, yeah, yeah yeah and so that's where your the food that you eat first gets broken down in your stomach and when your immune system is low when your stress level gets really high mm-hmm. when your body's basically just not good yeah at homeostasis which is like where you're good and everything's baseline good um it can wear away like mm-hmm. that that mucus lining thins out your body's just not functioning at its normal level yeah so you're that's what an ulcer is that the stomach the actual organ the muscle tissue yeah. is now exposed to the acid directly because that mucus is so thin or yeah. non-existent that your stomach's straight up getting burned by the acid in from your like the inside out, yeah, yeah, and that happens in a lot of people that like uh, have a lot of stress, and again, your body's out of whack. So I was freaking like eighteen and having oh an God, pulse, dude. and I was trying to go to school and study and everything. This is what makes me sad is that I felt like it, I was like a stereotype of being like a Korean 
student. Yeah. This is what, it, like, honestly, like, like, movies and K-dramas, like, it was, like, normal for Korean students to be so studying so hard or so unhappy with their parents that they get ulcers and they get their nosebleeds and they're, like, oh, you know, yeah. fainting and stuff. <laughs> honestly, culturally, I, I it was really bizarre because I felt like I was, like, a stereotype. Yeah. But that pain was... It was excruciating. And it literally, with like every other hour, I couldn't move. I was like in fetal position. Yeah. So that was one example. And like that, it was a very uh, big awakening when you're like a teenager. I was literally still a teenager to like, my body is not, it yeah. is not, uh, I'm not made of steel. Like, yeah, yeah. I'm, a, I'm a bone and tissue human. We're bags. That's it's it. <laughs> just it, bags of liquid and weird stuff. <laughs> yeah. So that was uh, very humble. And then the second one was after collaboration when I became Collaboration San Francisco Executive Director. Mm-hmm. And this is, I don't know if people know the whole story, but like, um, no, barely any one of my friends. Basically, um, I was dating somebody-ish. I hooked up with them and I developed a UTI, which is... Very common. Mm-hmm. A lot of people get UTIs. It's yep. a urinary tract infection, which mm-hmm. means um, some bacteria was introduced to your pee hole. Yeah. And that um, if you're, again, your body's not good, that starts to become very painful and it hurts. Yeah. And so peeing becomes frequent. Um, my thing was I was under so much stress again. So it was just bad luck, I guess, yeah. of like this uh, you know, person I was dating. And then the fact that I was under prolonged stress every day, because oh, it was the God. very first show that I was directing as Collaboration San Francisco director. Um, and it was it was just so bad because your adrenaline's really high. Yeah. And you just kind of don't know that you don't you're- don't feel, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I kind of had normalized. This is what I'm saying is like why we, is to check our, the way that we live. Because that's the way I adapted. Like I'm used yeah. to operating under- really stressful situations and i would tell myself that i like it and that i like thrive, thrive under, under yeah, yeah i like made that yeah, my yeah. you know banner under which yeah. i'm like look at me i'm a yeah. hero and literally that whole weekend came and went it was wonderful it was like huge success thousand plus people came out to the show but that adrenaline was running high. And so my body, I remember I felt kind of like off. I was like, I felt a little weak. I felt a little whatever. Mm-hmm. Shook it off. Because I was like in my 20s. I was in my mid-20s. I was like, I'm good. Just kept going. Yeah. Kept going. I missed a meal or two. Literally, as soon as the show was over, after friends who had been in town and I dropped everybody off at the airport, I got back to my apartment in San Francisco. I remember it was like 6.55 p.m. I remember because I walked in the door, saw the clock, and I was like... It's over. And so I close the door and I'm telling you, within five minutes of that being over, yeah. my body was like Oh God. You probably felt excruciating pain. Oh, instantaneously. Yeah. It was it was bizarre. So, so weird. my body shut down. Yeah. I started peeing blood. Like within five to ten minutes oh of being my home. God. It was barely after seven where I was like, I think I need to go to the ER. Yeah. Yeah. So it was minutes. And our bodies are crazy, you know? And <clears throat> yeah. I and I'll have to say I wasn't blessed with insurance at the time. I'd started a new job. So I um was on my probation. I had my intro months that I don't have full benefits. Yeah. It literally happened right in that <sighs> stinking window. So I was stuck with the ER bill. Much. It was probably like sixteen hundred. It was it was a it wasn't too bad. It's not terrible because I I my roommate took me to the ER yeah. and I didn't have no ambulance or nothing. Yeah, yeah. But that plus medication, I think it was a little over fifteen hundred. 
But I mean, that in my 20s when I'm like uninsured and starting a new job and I just moved to the city, it was a very big unexpected bill. It was a lot of pain. It was a lot of like having to take medication. That stuff doesn't get fixed overnight. No. No, It's a gradual thing. You got to be patient. Yeah. So I'm sharing these stories because we are all vulnerable creatures. And my thing that I'm like... I'm happy you I'm happier well, but I'm also like grateful that you're talking about this because we are fragile and yeah. like I like in hindsight the the like the astounded Minji is just like how are we all so poorly educated about our own bodies? Like I was into it, so I took bio and I took health and I took I was obsessed with it. And I took anatomy physiology, which is to this day my favorite class I ever took. Yeah. But I was just like, the human body's amazing. It's like a miracle. But I was just, when I talked to my parents, when I talked to my brothers, like they don't know how our bodies work. Yeah. And it kind of drives me crazy. Like we are in them and you don't know how blood is made and you don't know how, what the digestive process is, mm-hmm. you know, and we have to pick these things up. So that in of itself, I just need to put that out there. It's my gripe. Cause I'm like, we're operating machinery. We have no idea how it functions. How we work. Yeah. Yeah. So that kind of in in, in a nutshell blows my mind. Yeah. Um, so this is me encouraging everybody go on, go on YouTube or something because I think it's just fascinating. But now we're in our 30s, right? And so it's now not we have, to, the think, same. We have yeah. to think of other things. Yeah, yeah for sure. It's, it's insane because when it hits you, it hits you hard. And it... it I don't know. Ultimately, again, I was thinking, oh, God, I'm going to, I was preparing for this emotionally, like when I was in the hospital, mm-hmm. but I didn't feel sad or depressed or anything like that. I don't know. I think when I look at this and I look at the, like, you know, my life and it's not like I achieved a lot of amazing things, but I feel like I've been able to do what I set out to do. Mm-hmm. And I've met amazing people on the way. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was talking to my brother about this. And I was like, to be honest with you, if I were to die today, I would die happy. Mm. You know, I've I've met amazing people. I've worked on like some crazy projects. I've done things where, you know, most people would dream to do. And it's like. Yeah, you know, and I'm surrounded by really good people. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, it's it's weird. It's a, that thinking about your own your own mortality is is very strange. I uh, when I was at work, I, I ran into Will Will Choi. Okay, he was coming out of audition. He's like, "Oh, dude, this audition's gonna take forever." I'm like, "Oh, I'm just going to work. I'm not going to this audition, man." <laughs> and we just caught up, and I told him what was going on. And he was like, yeah, man, you know, like, everyone's dealing with something, you know? Mm-hmm. Everyone looks like everything's cool, but everyone is dealing with something. He was telling me about a friend of his that this guy would break out into hives, but he wouldn't tell anyone mm. because he didn't want to be a burden. And it's like, Ooh. oh, God. And I was like, is he Korean? He's like, no, he's white. I was like, what? <laughs> But white people yeah, are supposed to be yeah, better yeah, about yeah. this stuff. <laughs> They're more open. How? He must. He just has too many Korean friends. That's what he. Has. Apparently, we're bad influence. Yeah, man. Just hold it in and and just die with it with honor. Yeah. God. <laughs> but 
yeah, uh, um, it's just, yeah, we're getting older now and we have to take this really seriously because what's the point? What's the point of doing all these big things if you're literally dying on the inside? Like you're, you're, you're going to die. I, I'm struggling with the, well, it's different health issues will pop up here and there for me. Like that year, I think that's around when I met you when I was 2014, 15, Mm -hmm. that's when I I was sick every two weeks Mm -hmm. and I, I could feel my body. Like, again, if it was something that I did not address, I was like, this is literally 13 months straight of me being sick every two weeks. I would get better and be good for like three, four days and I'd get sick again. And everyone was like commenting, they're making fun about it, but people were like actually concerned, like, yo, is your like immune system non-existent? I remember, I remember you would be posting about like, oh, I have a cold again or I'm sick. I'm always just like, this girl, she needs to slow down, man. And I did like 100%. And that's like those, it was an indication. I felt it in my body like, Yo, if you if you keep this up, like mm-hmm. your body can't keep doing this. I felt it. I was getting more tired, more weak, and all this stuff. So there are actual things. Here's here's my I think a larger point. What I would love to get your two cents on with this new profound gratitude that you have mm-hmm. or increase. I feel like you're always just a grateful person. I feel like you're a very positive person yeah, that doesn't yeah. take stuff for granted. But I think it is a new level when you go through something this. Yeah, difficult. it's it's weird. Uh-huh. Yeah, but like. I also I also feel like some it's it's a weird balance of sometimes you're just dealt really difficult cards yeah. and that are th- those are things out of your control. Yeah. But also I'm a control freak a little bit. Yeah. I'm a very like empowered person and I want to empower other people too to be like after everything we've all gone through there are things within your power. Mm-hmm. There are things that you can do for your own benefit, for yeah. your own betterment. Yeah. And that's your power and it's also your responsibility. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So like how are you then implementing like we talk we were talking a little bit when we we're eating dinner. We we're talking a little bit about fasting, yeah. right? And like what have you so you were like online researching about this stuff? Mm-hmm. Have you been you've been doing the intermittent fasting? I've been too? I've been doing intermittent fasting for the last um it's been almost like a year. Okay. Where I would just my eating window would be from twelve to eight. And it kind of just worked out for me because I would wake up, go to work, and then you get busy with work where the time just goes by. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, oh, this just kind of fits my lifestyle anyways. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, there's a lot of data behind like the, the intermittent fasting, but there's also a lot of data with the prolonged fasting. Mm-hmm. Um, it's the new it's, thing. It's the new thing. And, I, I, you know, and from that, I'm learning uh, we don't need a lot of food to operate. And then the whole thing about, oh, we should eat. Are you full? Then we should stop. People should stop doing that too. Like mm-hmm. just you just eat enough. Mm-hmm. You don't need to eat till you're full and you can't breathe. That's like a big problem with America. Our I, I really, gluttonous excess. I, I really hate when people eat like that because it's like, well, it's not good for you. It's really not. You think it's fine, but ultimately it's not good. And it's just like you're... You're increasing these crazy sugar level levels in your body, and um, it takes a toll. And that's why yeah. I think, okay, I just hope I, I really love learning about the body. And autophagy is like the coolest thing to me. It's awesome. It's part, yeah. Autophagy is our basically our disposal of dead cells yeah. and stuff that we don't need in our bodies. Autophagy is what happens when you enter a fasted state. That means basically you haven't eaten in a mm-hmm. lot, large number of hours. Usually scientifically data speaking, it's about after the 12 hour mark. You don't 
or 14 hour mark usually your body enters a different phase your body changes and is always trying to heal it's always trying to be optimal energy usage it's Mm -hmm. always trying to rest and Mm -hmm. like be at a good level and we with all of our sugar and all of our alcohol and our different you know different things that we do pleasure wise which we equate like food and drink and all that stuff with kind of mess it up sometimes and there's a way to like I also am a strategist, so I'm like, how can I enjoy food and everything, but also, yeah. like, help my body? Right, right. So I'm not trying to look at – when I look at fasting, it's just, like, a framework. I'm not like, oh, I'm killing myself and, like, ref- I can't eat. I'm more no. like, no, nah, I just want to eat when it's best for my body. Yeah, no, I, I, think, I, I think once you get into that mindset of I'm doing something better for my body, mm-hmm. it's not about the immediate taste and satiation. I don't know. I, I feel like it just gets way easier then. Like – um, I was able to, well, because of this whole thing, I wasn't really paying attention to what I was eating. So I lost 15 pounds. I went from 175 to 160. Um, For a guy, they were like, oh no. No, no, but you know what? It's like, I. Oh, that's I feel very like, sexist of me. I, I, like, I feel like I look better. Uh-huh. Hey. <laughs> it's like, oh, how do, how do you get ripped? Oh, you get sick and you don't eat. <laughs> and then you'll get fucking six packs and whatever. But I was just thinking, man, I. I I, I was just really focused on something else. I I wasn't eating, um, and I lost a lot of weight. So, if if people are looking to lose weight, it's like just just stop eating. <laughs> intermittent fasting is very effective for weight loss. That's yeah, it's I, great. I wasn't. I began began intermittent fasting without trying, and yeah. I had another episode. If you guys want to check that out, with Autumn L Nutrition, uh-huh. she's actually a YouTuber who talks a lot about. It. She's really yeah. great. Like um, short succinct videos on the benefits and practices of intermittent fasting. I like cold emailed her and I was like, can I interview you for first of all? And we connected. Um, But she was super educational. Her videos helped me a lot. But I, when I was sharing with her, I was like, I started intermittent fasting without trying. So I literally switched my workouts from end of day when I was exhausted and I didn't want to move. Yeah. It's like, I need to do this in the morning so I actually get it done. So you were doing fasted workouts. Yeah. That's good. So like- That's awesome. Further accelerated me looking better because I was like, oh, wow, this is actually- You look great. Thank you. (laughs) I don't feel like it right now, but uh, thank you. But that's it was like uh, an inadvertent, like I wasn't trying, but just flipping that one thing made me eat later and work out earlier. And again, in terms of like hacks, if you guys are looking to get really fit- it is really effective for weight loss, for like um, burning max calories efficiently, all that stuff. And I feel like in terms of mental clarity, it, it helps. That. It helps out I a lot. I liked that. Yeah. I was sleeping better. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, dude. That's I mean, a big freaking deal for me. I think for everybody. Yeah. I, Are you sleeping well? <laughs> I, I, well, it's funny. I downloaded this sleeping app. Uh-huh. Right? Uh, you wear your Apple Watch. You pay 30 bucks a year. For that, to, for them to track your sleep. Uh-huh. I have always known that I'm a light sleeper. Uh-huh. I'm a very light sleeper, according to this app. It, oh, it, it tracks. It it, I think it's it's tracking your movement while you sleep. Mm-hmm. So that's it's able to track like how how much deep sleep you get. Mm. My shit is always like fifty percent light sleep, fifty percent deep sleep. Oh. so I'm like, oh, what's well, optimal? I mean, I don't know. It's it's funny. So probably more than half and half. Like, yeah, you want yeah. more deep sleep. Than you want light. more. You want more deep sleep. Obviously. Yeah. Um. I I feel fine. I don't know, man. <laughs> I I'll, now I'm like playing around with other things. Where like, okay, how can I get better sleep? Mm-hmm. How can I get more deep sleep? Mm-hmm. So, um, I bought some CBD. Yes. 
Been smoking some more weed. Yes. The weed with the THC, with heavy THC, doesn't it helps you go to sleep, but then I think it doesn't really get you into deep sleep. Mm-hmm. Apparently, CBD is supposed to help you with that. Mm-hmm. Uh, I haven't really tried that, just CBD, because I remember the other day when I did try it, I had smoked too much THC, and then I switched over <laughs> to CBD. So I was just really high and tired. <laughs> <laughs> There's so many options available. There, there right are, now. there are. And mind you, like I'm, perfect, I want to be fully aware that you know, having the Apple Watch and having tracking devices and having access to like the money to access like CBD and THC and all this stuff. I'm just trying to recognize my own privilege that I have the option to do these things. I'm per- just straight up like I don't have health insurance right now. Yeah. Like it's it's insanely expensive. And this is what drives me crazy. Like just to, we can wrap this. I don't know. We have to continue this conversation. But like I don't feel like it should cost that much to be healthy. Dude, it's, it yeah, it's be, I remember I remember it, this, it drives me crazy. this documentary. It was they said it's in America's best interest for us to not to be healthy. And it's yeah, like it's yes, profitable for us yes, to I be understand. sick. But I, I luckily for me, I do have insurance. Yeah. And like my hospital bill was fucking insane. Yeah, can you share that? It was it was a fucking student loan. It was a a, a grad student loan. Yeah, yeah. It was one hundred ninety thousand dollars. It's like you plus. went to law school. Yeah, out of state, and I got no degree. Yeah, and I didn't you get just any get smarter. Stuck with the bill. Um, but luckily, you know, I got Anthem Blue Cross Blue Shield from my employer. They covered like a hundred eighty some thousand. I just got to pay like three to four grand out of pocket. That's still a significant chunk it, of money. It's still a lot. So I mean, you're I, I gotta, hustling, you're working, you're an actor, and like for any person, if you're trying to save up and pay a car bill or like, that's a lot of it's money. It's a hard life. It's a hard life, man. So I'm not even trying to like make light of that because when I was doing my my gig in upstate New York a couple weeks ago, like I was knocking door to door in upstate New York in yeah. Albany, and I got to know people like straight up and get to know their lives because we're talking about like their garbage services and they're like telling me about like you know, saving $20 on garbage helps them with their kid's medical bill. Like this is, this is serious stuff, right? So we can talk about it. I, I I mean, I can talk about this for days. And so I hope to continue expanding upon it's not to condemn anybody and it's not to like blame, you know, at the end, I, I, I want to take better responsibility for my health, like to really acknowledge like how bad my habits can be and what the cost of that is. Yeah. Whether that is monetary, because I work my ass off, let's be real. Like yeah, we know yeah, girls, your girl's a hustler. But Straight like up. if I'm working this hard, if only to spend all that money on a hospital on, bill, on hospital bills. that that infuriates me. It's very discouraging. It like... It's and to know that other people are dealing with that same issue. And like it's, we're it's, all working yeah, to basically yeah. try to survive, and then there's a lot of things wrong. So I could like go on for this about about this for of days. Or like but we all got to do our part, and I think the least, the most helpful thing is just like take care of ourselves. That's it. That, that that's why you know my whole big lesson here for this thing is one, you know, like don't take things for granted. Mm-hmm. Two. It's it's okay to be vulnerable about your health, and then three, be be proactive with it. Mm-hmm. Like if there is something wrong, like get to the bottom, get to the why behind it. Like um, because if it's too late, it's too late, and it's that's that's the shitty part. Yeah, you know, I I'm lucky enough where I didn't get to a point where it was too late, too late. Yeah, but I'm I'm at a point where it's like I could have done something earlier mm-hmm. 
And it didn't help that my mentality was, I look fine. Mm-hmm. Physically, I'm fine. Everyone thinks I'm fine. Mm-hmm. So maybe I should keep up the charade that I'm fine. Mm. And it's like, it, if you're not, please be open about it. It's okay. You're not alone. You know, it's yeah. it's okay to talk about it. And if you have people who are like making fun of you for that shit, fuck them. Get them the fuck away they're, from you. They, yeah. They're further <laughs> yeah. toxic. Yeah. But it's, it's, if you guys have something, I don't know, uh, talk about it. Reach out to me. Reach out to Minji. Um, research shit. too. I mean, yeah, honestly, yeah. Do I do a lot of research on it, your own. I'm realizing too, and this is like other people in my life that have been sick and been very mum about it. Um, it. I just want to put that out there. Like, I feel like this way, but even on like money or like other problems, it's hard to look at any problem right in its face yeah. because then you got to face it, right? So I think this is where like the procrastinator in me, mm-hmm. Josh, I've been like putting that under the microscope like <laughs> why what there's literally no yeah. reason why am i prolonging this issue that i know i need to address yeah whether it's my bills Same. or whether it's like a job that i got to finish so i did this every school paper you know there's every other way we all have stuff we need to handle mm-hmm. and we just don't and i think with health mortality and like figuring out the fact that you are not invincible and life is short and that life is really short it's terrifying that's it terrifying. And I, I'm seeing that in, like, my dad. I'm seeing that in, like, his friends. Like, why would you want to know that, like, maybe you don't have that much time? Yeah. Be that as it may, the sooner you can find things out, the sooner that you can address them, mm-hmm. the sooner you can get help, Yeah. the problem can then be minimized. Yeah. Yeah, it's so true. And hopefully just... This, this is where knowledge is really is truly power. Yeah, you know, and then you can apply it to yourself and yeah, become a solution oriented person. It's hard though. I mean, it, it can be you. You maybe you're scared of the expenses. Maybe you're scared to like be a burden on other people. Or just scared of the results. Scared like, of the results. Like to be honest with you, I was actually kind of every time I would. They're like, okay, we're gonna do the, this 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 test here. I would get kind of nervous at what the doctor was gonna say. Yeah. And sometimes that that's sometimes that's enough to to deter people because they don't want to hear the bad news. Yeah. Um. But you got to face the facts, man. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And also, yeah. let me know next time because I would have postmated you food or something like. Because I didn't want to be a. I know. <laughs> oh god. See, and I'm working through the same thing. Yeah. I think honestly, if roles were reversed, I would have done the same exact thing. Yeah. I was like, I got this. This is where I think my own independence is like biting me in my butt. Same. And I'm seeing more and more examples of like, that was that was stupid. Yeah, it's like that's, just, that's, a, that's another thing where I'm like, I'm learning that. Um, one, it's okay to reach out to people for help. Mm-hmm. Get your ego out of there. Mm-hmm. And two, we we need we need each other. Yeah, like we really do. We need this community to your your your, your community of friends to fellowship and 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 to to break bread and and to be there for each other. That's that's going to help in so many ways. Um, not just with like helping you bring food or this and that, but just for your own sanity. Yeah. And encouragement. Yeah, it's so important. I very much believe in good energy, and I believe that even just having people pray over you or, like, wish you the best and know that, like, that's coming to you is very healing. Yeah. Like, there's so many ways you can go about dressing this. 
Um, also watch your medications. I don't trust pharmaceuticals. America, we got problems. Okay, this is. I don't want to end this it's, on a bad true. note, but it, like, let's address them. You know it's, what I mean? It's true, but there, you know, there, there are some. I was like that too. I was like, yeah. I. One of the reasons why. I didn't want to go see a nephrologist too. I was like, I know they're going to put me on some bullshit medication. Mm. Fuck that. I don't want to take it, but I have to. Yeah. And it's working for me. Good. I'm so glad. So I'm like, yeah, I mean, not not all pharmaceuticals are, are oh, bad. Oh, yeah. Yes. But it's like, yeah, I, I, I totally get it. I totally get it. And it's, it's so weird that we're the only country, I think, that can advertise pharmaceuticals, right? I don't know if only, but I'm sure like in terms of first world... Yeah, let's look into that. Yeah, I, well, I, I mean, there's so. like something like that. Well, the opioid again, many other podcasts, yeah. but the opioid crisis. I lost my friend to it. Yeah. Like the access that he had to painkillers and the the excessiveness to which people have been prescribed and like all that. There are problems in and of itself. There are so many drugs that help people, and I'm very grateful to that. And the mm-hmm. the doctors that prescribe it thoughtfully and with you know, integrity and with intelligence. Yeah. Thank you so yeah. much. I don't think that that's the entirety. Our system is not built. Again, we're not built to people don't profit when we're healthy. Yeah. So in that way, I want to stick it to the people that are trying to bank off of my sickness or my father's mm-hmm. sickness or whatever mm-hmm. and over prescribing or like just even sidebar. If you have acne issues, look into vitamin B five, pantothenic acid. I'm doing all this research or on. Or stop national. eating meat. I don't know. I mean, and like, yeah, there's all these other ways that I strategize because I want to save money. I don't want to take drugs if I don't have to. Yeah. Just research. You know, it's, it's crazy. It's crazy. Just look. One of the things that I've noticed, I've stopped eating red meat for the last three weeks, and then my my skin has gotten like. Pretty decent. I, I've I've noticed that there aren't like that many blackheads, and I'm like, whoa. Usually I could feel it, but I it's it's all smooth on my nose. Right oh, now. you're glowing. <laughs> Throw a little coconut oil too, and you'd be like, girl. Oh, <laughs> anyway, we we'll keep going with this. But Josh, I'm really happy that you're doing well now. I'm Thanks. glad that you feel empowered to like take ownership of your health and like invest in it. Yeah, and try stuff out. Maybe you and I can do like a fasting challenge and we can come back and talk about it. Oh, that'd be good. Yeah. That'd be great. Yeah. We should be, yeah, I, I'm totally down to do that. And then we can be fasting accountability partners. For sure. Yeah, I'll, we could check tight. in. If anyone wants, we could like set up a challenge. Yeah. If anybody wants to join. Let us know. Let yeah. me know. Where can people follow you? Follow your amazing career, your beautiful dog, <laughs> <laughs> and your journey uh, as a human because... So You're yeah, wonderful. you can follow me on Instagram at the Josh Han. That's the J O S H H A N. Um, if you guys want to follow my dog, it's Lola underscore the Brindle Bear. She's a cutie. <laughs> I have to um, meet her. Yeah, and Facebook it's just Josh Han, and I have a website too yeah. with my new headshots, so it looks great. By Dana Patrick. Yeah, Dana Patrick. She's Shout out to like- Dana Patrick. We're just talking shop here, guys. Don't mind yeah, us. Yeah, she's great. No, but I, I hope you continue to be healthy. Thank you. Healthy yeah. and healthier. And myself, too. I'm going to sleep more. That's like yeah. my priority. We'll keep checking in. Yeah. Share more about what we're going through. And this is me putting an ask out in the universe. If you happen to be an expert in whatever, like aligning chakras or in nephrology, I want to meet you and I want to talk to you. I would love for, first of all, to continue to be a platform for interesting conversations, but I also would love to get educated and to educate because yeah. I think there's so much for us to learn Yeah, about how to like live better. 
honestly. Perfect. So that's my shout out. That's my request. So thank you um, to anybody who shall respond. And thank you to everyone who, who has been super supportive of uh, the podcast and sharing it. I it's it's wonderful to know that our conversations can make an impact and that people are like really hearing these stories and oh, that makes a awesome. difference. Yeah. And Josh, you have a podcast. I do. Uh, I it's, it. it's called uh, Real Talk, R-E-E-L Talk. Uh, it's me and my friend Jarman. Uh, he's a stunt guy uh, in the industry, and we talk about our journey into the entertainment business, and we're interviewing people who are just starting off because we want to hear their stories, and we believe that people like Minji, like your story is going to resonate with someone. Uh, people like my friend Daniel, his story will resonate with someone. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, the whole point is that don't compare yourself to other people. Everyone has their own unique story and their own success story in this business so um yeah we're just we're just talking shit man (laughs) (laughs) and hopefully that helps you yeah that's the goal today we were talking about kidneys and er visits but hopefully you know that's a really significant part of our lives hope you're living your best life um thank you josh for being a guest thanks for the invite thanks for dinner yeah, of course. I got you in your veg- new vegetarian lifestyle. Yes. Um, if you enjoyed this episode, please do share it with a friend. And if you'd like to hit me up, um, you can DM me at First of All Pod. You can email me at First of All Pod at gmail.com. And if you'd like to support the podcast, you can leave a five star review, you can subscribe, and you can also become a Patreon patron. Um, shout out to all my Patreon patrons. I love you so much. Thank you for helping me keep the microphone on. You can go to patreon.com slash First of All Podcast. And uh, shout out to Marvin Yue, my audio engineer and producer and thank you to Aquafina and Uzahan for use of their music in this episode and you can find first of all at Spotify, iTunes, Google Play Stitcher, Radio Public and everywhere else you find podcasts and that's it for this week's episode of first of all, Josh and I love you both, we want you to live well and I'll talk to you later bye Bye. came in 88 with a dream of so bright eyed. They knew right away, sink or swim, there's no lifelines. Cutting the teeth on the move. Nobody's filling these shoes. Balling on a budget, had to go to Narja, super size number two. Cash. Way that the world ain't budging. Gotta make a power move. Deep in the darkest dungeons. I'm digging up my own rule. Hands on the plow. Keep my head down. Sweat on my brow. Don't make a sound. Pay my dues now. Hey, Brian, did you go to Saturday school as a kid? I sure did. Did you? Totally. Well, at our podcast, Saturday School, we don't teach a language, but we pass along the culture that we do know. And that's Asian American pop culture. Ada is a journalist, and I'm a professor and film festival programmer. We've watched a lot of great Asian American movies, and we want you to watch them too. Come listen to us as we look back at the pioneering films that have led us to today. 